Hey everyone, it's Laura with the GCE, and I have a great episode for you this week. It's with Kyle Nicolaitis of Beware of Darkness. He just came out with a single a couple weeks ago called Bloodlines. Um, Kyle and I spoke about a lot of things during our chat. Um, spent a lot of time on video games and his the influence it's had on his career and music. Um, also, what it's like to you know, create art admits going through depression and um, the creative process. It's really, it was a really good talk. Um, We could have definitely gone on for a really, really long time. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So without further ado, here's Kyle Nicolaitis from Beware of Darkness. Hi, Kyle. It's Laura from the Geek Speak Elite podcast. Yo, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for, for doing, calling in. Yeah, of course. I'm doing marvelous. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So congrats on the new single that came out a couple weeks ago, Bloodlines. Thank you. How does it feel to have um, a single out? It's been a few years since your last uh, album, correct? Yeah. Uh, it's been a wild journey. Yeah? You know, and it's, it's of- yeah. Huh? How much has changed since the, the last album you put out? Has uh, just life changed or what? what yeah, specifically? yeah. I mean, it's it's life and death. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, you know, the story behind Bloodlines is is the. I'll take it a step back. The thing I the mm-hmm. thing that I'm always in awe about with songs, whether it's writing or recording, is that they take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. when you don't even realize it. So we recorded Bloodlines with the original lineup in like 2015 or something. And it it was just probably like the worst day I've ever been in a studio. Like the energy was really? so bad and like, yeah, it was awful. Like it was just so icky and it was not fun. And, you know, no one, it just didn't seem like anyone wanted to be there. You know, and like wow. when we left the session, like opening the door, it felt like I there was just steam that poured out and like all this just, tension so yeah so we you know we put the song on back burner and it was it was interesting because when I wrote the song it it didn't I I wrote the song and I don't think I knew what it meant to me Mm -hmm. you know and I didn't I didn't know really what it was about like I sort of had clues but like it it wasn't accessing my heart you know in a way that I thought it would so then you know like the short story is like we you know i think it was the that was december and then like the year after that it was the last beware darkness tour we did and like mm-hmm. i think i went through like three drummers in like four months and like two bass players and like every, there was so much anxiety and depression with just keeping a band together mm-hmm. that it felt like i was trying to keep a bomb from going off at all times oh, you know wow. and, That's, and that i doesn't just sound like an ideal condition to no to put something out no. either well no and yeah you're right. So then, you know, it wound up like we we would did we did one last tour and it was the two guys who I just didn't know at all, mm-hmm. um, which was also you know an experience of, of in itself. But like I just we got off that tour and I I hit such a breaking point where I just looked around at my life and I was like I'm getting nothing out of this band. Like you know I had some people try to steal a bunch of equipment and just like take advantage of me and I was like I'm just like an Uber driver for band members right now Ugh. and like I'm a homeless shelter for band members right now. You know, and I'm like, and it it was just like, you know, and I'm partly to brain flat because of my, I guess I had boundary issues, but, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, it was the most, I, I just, I looked around and I was like, this is, 
I don't know what to do. And I was living in LA at the time and, mm-hmm. you know, there was like a tiny little voice in, I think my heart or my soul that was, that just said, move back to Santa Barbara and sort of like start undoing, I guess, things and like do heart work, you know? So I, yeah. I moved back to Santa Barbara, like, you know, uh, what did I do? I, I bought a bunch of studio gear. I set up a studio, um, like a home studio. I wanted to get better at producing and writing and recording. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was the past kind of two or three years. And I also did not realize how bad I was hit by depression and anxiety. Mm. You know, so we're we're talking like every, you know, every day, like just having a voice that says kill yourself like four or five times, you know. Oh, my God. Not four or five times a day, but just all, it could be all the time, you know. And then like being in physical pain all the time, like not being able mm-hmm. to think not really being able to like put food down and then having blowout panic attacks every night that were so physical. It felt like I was like, you know, it felt like I was in an airplane overhead compartment as the plane was going down, you know, and I just, I, I forgot, I I actually just had one like uh, probably two months ago and I forgot it it was so awful. And it, yeah, I know what that's like too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it fucked me up for like four. It took me four days to recover. Like it was so bad. And then I looked back and I was like, dude, you you did that for three years straight, like nightly, you know. So then like that turned into like getting high or drinking or you know to to prevent mm-hmm. the panic attacks. And then you know it wasn't until this year where you're probably like, what does this have to do with bloodlines? What are you talking about? But <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm not your therapist. <laughs> But so, you know, the, it led to this year where like, I got sober, I've, I got, I finally was getting sober as the first step in realizing like how bad the depression I had was and how bad the anxiety was. I started therapy mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, the entire year has been dedicated to mental health and I'm like, thankfully alive, you know, but bloodlines sort of crept in because last year, the guy we work with at, at the label, Braden, you know, kept mm-hmm. bringing up the idea of you know, because we, we have so many songs that, you know, I have a, a habit of, like, cutting a bunch of songs and then just, like, forgetting about them. So, like, there's probably, like, just a, an enormous amount of songs where I put everything into them and then just, like, forgot to release. So Bloodlines was one of those. And he kept hitting us up and he's like, hey, like, I want to get Mark from The Killers to play on this. You know, and I kept saying no because when you're depressed, you're, you're you know, for me personally, I was... A, trying to reduce the pain I was in. I was spending my mm-hmm. entire day to just reducing that. And then B, it's like you're trying to justify reasons to stay alive, you know, and yeah, you don't think you deserve to be alive. Yeah, you have yeah, you have no energy. Like, you can't think. There's no clarity. There's no, you know, so, like, when he's saying, like, let's get one of the bass players and the biggest rock bands in the world to come play on your song, I was just like, it's not going to work. Like, why would I do that? Like, it's already, it's already fucked, and there's already so much doom Yeah, here, and that's so, such, like, a, I'm not that's do such it. an incredible thing to have presented to you and then like also kind of not be able in the, in the mindset to recognize Absolutely. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it was a testament to Braden because I, I kept saying no. And then I think mm-hmm. it was probably five months that he kept like every month I would swing <laughs> back. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, it, you know, he, I think it was right when I started antidepressants and like for me, it was almost equally as shocking. Um, being given this new lens of like, oh, you're not depressed anymore. Like this is how quote like normal people live their lives. And I realized mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I have to like, it was a journey rediscovering every single thing in my life again with new eyes and being like, is this a problem? Like, what do I do with this now? Like maybe yeah, I'm not afraid of this, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, he, he brought it up again at that time. And, you know, I was like, yeah, like, sure. Like, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm here for it, you know? And I think there's, it's like, you know, there's just, it's something heartbreaking. It's not heartbreaking, but it just, it is what it is where it's like, you know, it, I look back at, I'm 28 and I look back at, mm-hmm. you know, from age 18 on, like depression has been there, like mm-hmm. recording every single Beware of Darkness song, every single album. You know, it's just, like, it's always been that ghost, like, keeping me from, like, fully enjoying life, you know? It's, like, yeah. I look at some of my tour diaries, and it's, you know, someone asked me this a week ago, where they're, like, you did Conan, you toured with all these cool bands, like, you must wake up every day and feel fucking great. You're, like, I did all this shit. And I was, like, if you look back at my tour diaries, it, it goes something like, you know, New Orleans, like, never been more sad. Like, Florida, Aww. I want to die. And then it hops over to the UK, and it's, like, you know? So... <laughs> You know, it was Bloodlines. Here we go back to Bloodlines four hours later. But you know, Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. It's the it was the first session I've been in where I was like, wow, I can focus on playing guitar and I can focus on like being there for other people without this specter and these like mm-hmm. demons in the doorway like ready to get me. You know, and it was it was the most probably the most fun session I've been in in so long. And it, you know, to me it's mind blowing when you look back at like the demo session for the song, which was so mm-hmm. toxic and so unnerving and just like. Ugh, just nervous to mm-hmm. something really beautiful, you know, and like they taught, you know, these guys, we had Jeff from the Pumpkins come in and like that was like mm-hmm. universe synchronicity one day or sorry, not one day. It was just the universe with its synchronicity and he actually <laughs> toured with Mark. So like they knew each other and then it just turned into like a really wonderful day. And, and you know, it's just, it's, it's the entire year has been like that because even when we cut the vocals, I was like, whoa, like I'm able to sing and like not have a breakdown you know, wow. going like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not getting the vocals right. Am I a bad singer? Should I just quit? Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't deserve to be alive. Like that, and it just like goes like that thought, that spiral thought pattern, you know? So it's been crazy because, you know, even with the song's release, I was like, oh, wow, this is the first time I've put a song out in my entire life where I can just let it be and mm-hmm. and just let it simmer and there doesn't have to be any, like, anxiety with it, like any you know, negative emotions with it, like any shame, you know? So it's just, the yeah. path has been, it's been a wild, weird, long path. But I'm just like, so, I'm so thankful to just be on the other side of it and be breathing, you know? Yeah, it so. definitely sounds that way when you, especially in contrast, when you think of like the lyrics from uh, Present Past Future are so dark and then Bloodlines is, <sighs> is almost like hopeful. It's like complete 180. Yeah. And it has almost and, like a youthful ring to it. Yeah, well, and it, you're right, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate you saying that. It's very thoughtful because I think that with songwriting, my lyrics have a way of of my subconscious sneaking out, and I don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just did this plant ceremony a couple months ago in August, and like I had some realizations, and it was it was crazy because I was writing songs about the epiphany I had three years ago, but I just didn't mm-hmm. know how to articulate it. You know, so I yeah. think, you know, it's, it's crazy because I'm, I'm really, actually, I'm really, I'm really glad you said that because it, it, I think it speaks to my heart right now because, you it know, I had a, there, it just wasn't recognized. yeah, and I, you know, I had a friend, I've known this, I've known her for 10 years and, you know, we were at another ceremony a couple of weeks ago and, mm-hmm. you know, I was writing a song on the spot and she looked at me and she's like, she's like, as a person, like, besides the depression, you know, she's like, you're so funny and there's so much joy. She's like, why don't you put that in your music? And I was like, it just dawned on me and I was like, oh my God, like, that's <laughs> it, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, it was just like six years of just like 
I want to die. Here's a song about that. Here's a song about me holding onto the planet. You know, and like that's good to a certain point, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard. You know, you, you, no one is gonna go out to a club and be like, wow, I love this song. It makes me feel alive. It's great. You know, and you're just saying <laughs> shit like. I'm jealous of my dead friends for leaving me among men who don't take the time to think, you know? It's like, that's not really getting anyone excited, you know? Yeah, and also so, repeating that kind of every day, that it, it almost becomes a mantra, and that's it's well, heavy hitting yep. its own sense, too. You're right. You're absolutely right. And and it, <laughs> it becomes a mantra, and then it becomes your identity, mm-hmm. you know? Because, and the, like, the hardest thing like the hardest thing when you're depressed is, th- is, is realizing that there's going to be a way out of it. Yeah. You know, and, and like realizing there's any help, you know, and just like I was talking to somebody yesterday who was just like in it, you know, and and I was just like, it's hard to know what to say to them because, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see, it's hard to see the other side. Um, so you talked about music also being escapism and, um, I'm going to segue this into uh, the video games because I know Howell has been in a few games and that you are a big fan of a bunch of games that are kind of open world. So yeah. they have that escapism aspect. How have video games shaped your um, trajectory? I mean, I love them so much. Like, <laughs> like I love them with all my heart. And it should probably be noted that, like, I'm a Nintendo weenie, you know? So Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, like you know, I I played. I someone turned me on to Skyrim like two years ago, and I I played it and I put it down after thirty minutes because it scared the hell out of me, you know. But that then like I went too. back and like loved it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, I got stuck in the cave, and I was like, I can't. Yeah. And then, like a bear mauls you, and then like a vampire gets you, and you suddenly have like the fucking fever, and then you're just like, well, okay, that was it. Good, good time, you know. So, like, I'm pretty sensitive with that. Like, I need, like, a cartoon dinosaur with, like, flowers, and, you know, mm-hmm. like, shooting your tongue at stuff. But, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> – yeah, so I just wanted to make that clear. Like, I, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I grew up playing uh, Sen- Sega Genesis mm-hmm. and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, the, I'm, I think this is a proven fact now that Michael Jackson did the music for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Yeah. But it was when all the child weird stuff was going on, so I don't think they gave him credit for it. But mm-hmm. it was, you know, and you also know when you play a video game, you're exposed to the music over and over and over again. Yeah. So I think it was the Sonic games and also, like, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time when the mm-hmm. music in that is fucking phenomenal. But oh, it was yeah. it was it was almost like my first exposure to, to music. And, you know, I remember playing, like, Marble Garden Zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and there's just, like, chord progression there. It was, like, it was the first time I heard chord progressions that, like, slayed me. And I wow. mean, like, they just, like, physically knocked me out, and it was almost, like, debilitating, you know? And I, I loved every time I got to that level because I was, like, I get to hear the soundtrack. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that I, I think I compulsively played Ocarina of Time. You know, the thing, man, it was, like, I, I really... I re- you know, when people shit on video games, you know, it's like, it's a waste of time. So I'm like, no, they're great works of art. Like, they're up mm-hmm. there with, like, oh. the finest literature and the finest movies because the storytelling is phenomenal, you know? Mm-hmm. So and, and you then, get to so, experience the story different than everyone else, too. Yeah. You know what's so funny is I was, I was at the ceremony, and we're try- we were talking to this girl who never heard of Zelda. And (laughs) I was with this guy, I know, it was crazy. And I was with this guy who had a Majora's Mask tattoo and we were like foaming at the mouth and we were like, 
you, it's like you're you, you're a hero and you're like saving the world and but it's puzzles and you have to think about it and like mm-hmm. you know I just like realized how like life is really always encouraging always but like you know I also started playing piano at the same time and some of the first songs you know I had this really cool piano teacher who was it he has a jazz background and he would let me record he had a little home studio and he'd let me record you know songs every now and then and I didn't write Aww. songs yet so yeah it was really sweet and that's how I got into recording music because he was such an angel. So I I did I wasn't writing but what I was doing was I was playing the ocarina I like I go in the ocarina of time or I'm sorry I go in the temple of time and mm-hmm. I'd listen to that song over and over again and then I'd learn how to play it on piano and then I would record um it at his studio so I was covering these Zelda soundtrack songs oh <laughs> and then and then playing them at recitals you know so like it was and that's like also- you know there what? That's one of the best video game soundtracks of all time, too. Oh, so it's, to, it's unreal. To base it on that. <laughs> I can't. It's like a. It's the greatest hits. I, it's it's mm-hmm. it's the Eagles' greatest hits. That's what that Legend of Zelda soundtrack is. You know? <laughs> and you know, it's funny because like other kids would come up and be playing classical music, you know, and, and these like really advanced <laughs> pieces, and like I'd come up being like, "Here is the Temple of Time soundtrack <laughs> from the Ocarina of Time," <laughs> you know. And I think there'd be like two kids who'd be like. I fuck with that guy, you know, and then like all the parents would be like, <laughs> bless his parents' heart for paying, you know, $80 an hour so he can learn these fucking like video game soundtracks, you know, but I mean, it's it, totally it, worth it. Yeah, it was absolutely worth it. But I mean, you know, it's just, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I love, a, I just love video games so much. I love the music so much. And it just, it had probably, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was, I was looking, I was thinking about this a couple, like, either like a year ago when I was, because I don't look back usually. It's hard for me to just mm-hmm. look back and, like, see what influenced me. But, like, I was thinking, I was like, I think video games might have influenced me more than, like, music at the start. Like, you know, actually, like, the Beatles or whatever I was listening to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Special. I mean, also, Very video special. games are a great introduction to, you know, the music fits the mood. You know when a you know a bad guy comes right? because the music changes, or you know when yeah. it's getting their the hero moment because the music's soaring. Yeah. Um, so, you are a little you are a part of video game history because the song Howl is in a few games. What's it like to play those games and then just all of a sudden <sighs> hear your song? Well, so here's here's the thing and. You know, I was talking to someone about this earlier this week. Like, I, I didn't appreciate it at the time because when I, so I, I, I have like a funny history. I think with stuff like I also played Magic the Gathering when I was a kid, and like mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a D and D player, so, so okay. We're yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so it was like I went to. You know, I think I was in eighth grade, and I went to the, like, national championships. I, like, qualified for that. Okay. And, like, my mom, yeah, it was serious. You know, and my mom, like, my mom was an eight. Yeah, here it comes. Like, you thought depression was bad. Wait till you hear my fucking dorky history. <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, you know, so my mom was an angel and flew me out to Kansas City so I could compete. And I, wow. I didn't win. But I remember it was, like, the same time I was going – I was about getting ready to go to high school and, mm-hmm. you know, I made this decision of like, I'm either going to be the kid that like plays guitar and focuses on music or is coming in and being like, who wants to trade Yu-Gi-Oh cards? You know, I still have some Pokemon <laughs> cards. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong nope. with that. But, but as a kid, you off. think it is. 
Well, yeah, because you're just like, I want, like, a girl, I, I don't know, whatever, you know, it's like, I want to be, like, a cool kid, you know? But you realize, when you get older, the fucking coolest kids are the ones that play Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and Pokemon and video games and all that, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, it was like that with video games. It's like, when I started the band, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for this shit. And I sold off my GameCube, like, I stopped at GameCube, but I sold everything. Because uh-huh. I want, I know it's heartbreaking, and I wish I didn't yeah. do it. Because I was like, I had like a Sonic Adventure too. Like uh, I spent, I don't know, like probably five months of my life playing that game, and <laughs> you know, uh, like straight. I mean straight. I don't mean like every night. Like I mean like that's you know, it's like you know, the, like the heartbreaking thing when you look at a video game and it shows you how much time you have you spent oh, of your life yeah. on that I game. Oh yeah, I look at my Switch all the time. Like, oh God, it's 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 like inspiring, <laughs> but then you're just like, oof, like. I have so many heartbeats, and this is really going. Um, again, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But I, so I sold everything off, and then when we were getting those placements and stuff, like, you know, I think I was happy to get the placements and then also realize, like, oh, this is really cool. We're getting into video games, you know, and there were so many kids, you know, because it's like I remember playing GT, GTA 4 when I was a kid and just, like, listening to that radio soundtrack over and over and over again, you know? So I think that mm-hmm. for me it was so special that I was going to be a part of that lineage, you know, where, like, some kid is going to hear Howl over and over and over again as he's playing, like, a car racing game or, like, you know, a soccer game. And it was cool because, like, you know, we'd be playing, you know, we were playing in the U.K. a bunch, you know, and people come up to us and be like, I, I didn't know who you were, but I heard your song in a soccer game or, you know, or <laughs> whatever. So it was like we got more, you know, we got more fans from that than, you know, any, like, TV movie placement or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, it, now it's really cool. You know that that's awesome, and and you know video games are are kind of forever, especially when you think of like yep, all the companies right. now rehashing, you know, the video games also. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I also heard that you're a big Jim Henson fan. Oh my god, you have no idea. You're how are you? You're like, oh my god. I'm opening like Pandora's diary. Jesus, no, I'm so glad because like no one talks about like there's such a. No one talks about this, like, and it's my favorite thing to talk about. Like, I would just scream Muppets to a stranger, you know? I mean, you have to um, talk about these things, especially, like, Dark Crystal and... Oh, God, did you watch the, the prequel? I haven't yet. On Netflix? Yo, I you haven't have yet. To I was it's going so to when magical. Disney Plus came out. <laughs> okay, that's, that's valid. That's so valid. I just, like, I just, I didn't realize I could get so emotionally attached to puppets for 10 hours of my life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's a lot. It's heavy, yo. It's not just like Mr. Rogers. Like there's a. It's like Game of Thrones with puppets, but it's also beautiful. You know. I mean, that's a good tagline for them. You know, I don't. What you know? What? All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take it deeper here, but I want to bring it back to Muppets. But like, I don't know. I just I did an ayahuasca ceremony. A couple. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, it's that. Uh, it's like that, a plant medicine, yeah. Yeah, and it brings you through like a spiritual journey. Yeah, so I did that. Mm-hmm. Like I did that in August, and the second night I was, it started where like I was going through video games. Oh wow! And it was so. I mean, I don't know what the word is, but it was so. I was at peace, and I realized why I love video games. Like I don't know if it's like an escapism, but it's just like you're able to travel to other worlds, and maybe that mm-hmm. I, I don't know if escapism is the right word, but like I just. It was so profound for me, and I think that's why I loved it because you're just you're able to go anywhere and be anyone. You know, I guess that is escapism. Mm. So back to Muppets. If you want to talk about Muppets, 
So it reminds me of um, being that you just came out with a single, and you know maybe you're thinking about an album and a tour. Um, if you come to New York, there's an exhibit at a museum that is all Jim Henson stuff. Dog. Well, I will absolutely come to that. You know, they they did an exhibit when he was in L.A., and, you know, I was a full-grown adult, like, losing my shit because they had the Dark Crystal guy. Yeah, yeah, seriously, I was pushing kids over. I was kicking strollers over, like, pushing moms out of the way. You know, I I got arrested. I'm just kidding. That's so cool. Maybe it was the same exhibit because it was was incredible. Yeah, where because you didn't you don't realize I didn't realize what I didn't realize he did all the stuff in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, you know, like all those commercials and. I really liked the uh, the behind the scenes uh, when they were making you know things like uh, Sesame Street, and they would just be like around with the the puppets all the time. I was like, that is, you know, exactly what I would be doing if I had a puppet on my hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I love that. Yeah, and, like, even, like, I love, like, Pee- I, this is, like, a hot topic, but, like, you know, even Pee Wee's Playhouse, I don't know if you ever watched that, but, like, I religiously watched that back in the day, and, like, Eureka's oh, Castle. I remember that. I don't that. know if you know that. Yeah. So I just, I don't know why I love puppets so much, but, like, I just there was a puppet exhibit like a year and a half ago in Santa Barbara and I just like almost started crying because it was just making me so happy and filled me with so much joy, you know? And um, mm. I don't know, like when we made the Howl video, I was talking to the director and, you know, he's like, do you want, any, you want anything like specific in this video? And I was just joking with him and I was like, I'm up it. And he's like, okay, cool, done. And then I get a <laughs> text, I get a text. Yeah, and then I get a text like two weeks later and it's a sketch of a Muppet and I was like oh that's cute and then like three weeks later it's a fucking full-blown Muppet that's like two feet tall oh my and, gosh yeah and um this, this is it, it, it ends sad because I I uh, fucked it up but he you know we, we shoot it and then like it disappeared the day of the shoot so I was like can I take the Muppet home and like you know everyone oh, no. did that like oh I don't have it and I was like obviously one of you has it like I was gonna <laughs> say walk off you didn't get to keep yeah. it? Well, so, oh, no. like, two years ago, no, two years ago, he hits me up, and he's like, hey, I have the Muppet. And I was like, I fucking knew someone took it. And then he, I, I got it back, and it was really cute, because she, like, you know, she, like, took, she, like, brushed it up and, like, took photos of it, like, in the car. And then I got it back, and then, like, it was just sitting in my studio. And, you know, I'd have people over, and they'd freak out, because they'd, <laughs> they'd sit down next to it and, like, think it was a ghost or whatever. So I, I, uh-huh. I wound up giving it to Goodwill. Oh, really which nice. is probably terrible. Is it? I don't know. I just like, yeah. I think it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not getting any use out of this. Like maybe someone will like it and like appreciate it, you know? Oh so. yeah. Someone will find that and it'll make their day. And you know, they probably took a picture of it and it's on Instagram. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I've dropped so much weird stuff off at Goodwill. It's just like van life or like whatever. It's like, I like it. You got to start sh- spelling in like a tag with a hashtag and like just track where everything is going and seeing what's happening. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, that's so smart. Yo, that's so smart. Like the journey of a Muppet, and we can see where it yeah. winds up. Oh, my yeah. God, you're a genius. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. I will do that. I will absolutely do that. Right. Um, so circling back to bloodlines, um, that's like a complete <laughs> 180. <laughs> 
Um, so that single just came out, and I mentioned earlier if you were thinking about, like, an album and a tour, um, but also if you had any other upcoming projects that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm figuring it out right now, and the most important thing that is the most important thing in my life is right now is just, like, listening to my heart and then acting mm-hmm. from it because I've spent, like, so long listening to my heart and ignoring it and then dealing mm-hmm. with the repercussions of that. You know, and yeah, it's it's actually I used a video game analogy when talking about this because it was actually <laughs> like it's been like two weeks since I actually learned this, but like the ayahuasca ceremony like rocked my world and like just it I don't even know it I I took the escalator down from my head to my heart and I realized wow. that like I cannot I can't go back to like living in layers you know so um I I feel like I just didn't have that video game button on my controller you know, mm-hmm. for years, and, like, now I have yeah. it, and I'm like, oh, this is really nice, you know, so, like, I'm just trying to come from that place, because, like, my path creatively has also been, I don't know, you know, I haven't talked to anyone about this, but, and I don't really know how to describe it, or I don't know if there's, like, mm-hmm. a word for it yet, but it's, like, maybe it's intention, because when we started the band, I didn't, I was writing songs not thinking anyone was going to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, and people emotionally reacted to that, and then, like, the second record, you know, I thought we had to do a certain thing because mm-hmm. we we got in, like, a heavy rock lane. And, you know, my intention with that record was, like, okay, like, I'm going to write the biggest rock record I can because, like, I want to get a publishing deal advanced. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So, you know, life being life, I wrote the entire record and then got dropped from the publishing agreement. <laughs> so I didn't get the money, you know? So, like, I think I'm just, like, coming back to this place of, like, you know, realizing that, like, the best art and the best connection is from the heart, you know, and it mm-hmm. has to be genuine, obviously, you know, obviously. And I just, yeah. like, I feel like I was just, I, I had that, and then sort of, I guess, life happened, and I got knocked down a little bit, and I feel like I'm finally, like, standing up on two feet again, and, like, just ready to do that and, and realize how sacred that is, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I have a bunch of songs written. Like, I'm probably going to start recording in a couple of days I'm planning on, and then there's just, like, random things where, like, I wrote, like, a, I don't even know what it is. It's, like, a kid's book or, like, adult book about how, mm. like, we all have a garden in our heart. And it's called, like, My Heart's Little Garden. Aww. You know, and it's just, like, yeah, it's really cute. And, it's, you know, it I was like sending it to my... illustrated and have it with puppets. That's what it's like. Oh, shit. You're so right. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, wow. This has been enlightening for me. Okay. <laughs> I have purpose. I have direction right now. Um, it's all leading to the puppets. Wow. That's a great idea. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to do that. Or, like, 3D puppets or something. Or, like, 3D puppets in the book or something. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's also, it's just, like, it came out of nowhere, and I'm like, that's probably something I should chase and, like, just finish and, like, share with people, you know? Because I was, I was talking to my yeah, I was talking. Well, and that's what it should be, right? It should be as simple as just like, "Hey, I made this, and I'm proud of this, and I want to share it with you." You know, mm-hmm. like, and anything else, if it gets more complicated than that, like, I just, I don't think it's it's pure or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was talking about it to my friend and explaining like what I wrote. She's like, "I think adults need that," and I was like, "Maybe they do. Like, maybe I can not." you know, not dumb it down, but, like, maybe it doesn't have to be as simple as I thought, so I'm going to just do that and see what Yeah, happens. it could be, you know, uh, Neil, could be exciting. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Neil, Neil yeah. Gaiman reminds me of what he's done. Like, a lot of... Like, oh, that's a good like, idea. Yeah. 
That's so funny. You said <laughs> I'm full of the good Amanda ideas. Palmer's. <laughs> what? I'm full of the good ideas today. Okay. Man, you're killing it. I should hire you. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. But, um, it's, yeah, it's so funny. I'm reading Amanda Palmer's um, The Art of Asking right now. I love that book. Do you? Yeah, okay, cool. I, yeah, I love it too. I'm like 50, 60 pages in, but it's been mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's it. I just, you know, I feel so free right now and like so inspired. And, I, you know, it's just, it's just, I'm just like, so thankful for that, you know? That's, that's almost so, And I'm, I'm really looking forward to what you put out in the future, especially because this mindset is, Sounds like it's such a great creative time for you. And anytime yeah. you want to chat video games, just hit us up. Dog, anytime. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even like. Yeah, I mean, I I I think the only thing I have is a switch right now, and I'm just like, I That's love it so much. <laughs> You're right. It is all I need. There's <laughs> one. You know, there was one game. What game was it? Oh, Hellblade. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh my God! It's it was the last game I tried to play. Like I, I went for, I was like, I, I need to do like Super Mario Deluxe mm-hmm. or something. And I got that. And I was like, this is so nice and like pleasant. And then Hellblade is like the most horrifying game I've ever played. I've, like I, I only lasted 20 minutes because oh my gosh. it's like the game. She's like, she's a character. And then the, she has inner voices talking to her and she deals with mental illness. And oh no, it's like they'll tell her. Yeah. They'll, they'll like tell her wrong things to do or like, you don't like she'll be like someone's behind you and you look and you're like there's no one behind you and i i gave it a shot and it wasn't until like i kept getting burnt by like some flaming inferno that i was like you know like this is it hits way too close to home right now like i need yoshi yeah please (laughs) so what are you playing right now um honestly i still always go back to breath of the wild because i refuse to finish it Um, really yeah, I, I get really sad about finishing it. So I've watched the ending on, like, YouTube, but I myself will not fin- – I don't think I'll ever finish the game. I just wow. love, like, running around it too much. Yeah, did you – I've done that okay. with, like, most okay. of my Legend of Zelda games, where I've never finished really? them. I've always, like, stopped before the end and, like, watched the ending on YouTube and then – I like that. Like, would just start a new yeah. campaign. It's too hard Because it's games game. too. It is heartbreaking. And then it's, like, when you <laughs> finish it, you're like, what do you do now? There's nothing to do. Exactly. Did you get yeah, the uh, expansion pack? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. With the motorcycle, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know. I was thinking. I was thinking about like deleting it, and doing master mode, but then I just oh. it's, like deleting. Two, I don't know, two hundred hours of. I don't even know how long it is. <laughs> you know what I fuck with hardcore is Luigi's Mansion. I've and never that, played that a Luigi's Mansion out. game. Oh my god, really? <laughs> so actually, the last like I think it was like. Yo, they're so fucking good. Like two, I think it was there was one Beware of Darkness tour where I had, I bought a 3DS and just plowed mm-hmm. through. It was on. I mean, here's the thing. Like when you're touring in a in a van with with a band, it the level we were at, it's like mm-hmm. you can't do anything productive. Like it's hard to write songs when you're in a van with like four of the guys. So like I bought a 3DS and it was just like ramming like 12 hours a day just fucking going for it, you know, and it was, like, so unhealthy, and, like, my eyes, like, I remember getting out of the van, like, checking the hotel, and being like, what? Like, why are the ghosts coming out of the fucking lobby, you know, and, like, I was, like, trying to, like, vacuum the ghosts out of the out of the closet, and the lady's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm helping you, you know, you don't understand that? Like, but, um, 
like uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 was so good for that. And then also, I don't know if you played Fire Emblem, but like that might be my, one of my favorite games. Oh, ever. okay. I've only, I've yeah. only seen uh, Fire Emblem on Smash. Um, so I never oh, like the characters on Smash? Did yeah. You like Smash? Yeah. I, I always love Smash. Yo, can that I was, ask like, you my, a question? my go to game in college. Really? To play with friends. They're no longer friends. They're all enemies now. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question? <laughs> okay, yeah. No. Like, I, I don't know if you feel like this, but, like, I think I have an addictive personality, and, like, I go from, like, in, like pleasantly enjoying a video game to mm-hmm. being so, like, to, like, to let it wreck my life. You oh, know, like, yeah. I, and I have to be so mindful of that because, like, what, it was, like, Super Mario World or something that I got for 3DS, and I was like, oh, this would be pleasant, and then it just wrecked my fucking life. <laughs> because I forgot how hard that game was, you know? And then it turned into me, like, mm-hmm. compulsively playing it all the time. And then just, you know, like, my friends being like, why are you in such a bad mood? And I'm like, because of the fucking love. I don't even, like, the forest level. I can't get <laughs> through the fucking, or, like, the ghost house, you know? I always run out of time. So Yeah. It's, it's you know, Legend of Zelda's uh, Water Temple. <laughs> Which one? Like, every uh, fucking Water Ocarina Temple? Because they're all awful? That was yeah. yeah, that was the worst one. It was so hard. But yeah. you gotta do it. <laughs> I know. I guess life is like that too. There's always a water temple in our life. <laughs> you know? Completely. Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna Cool. I'm gonna let you go because you've been amazing okay. to talk to you tonight. Alright, thank you so much. Thanks. I appreciate you so yeah. much. And I look forward to seeing what you come out with next. Dope. Thank you for being so thoughtful too and kind. Oh, of course, of course. Have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye.